Do you know who that is? I was going to ask you. Who is it? The Afro-Semitic experience doing Eliyahu oh Hanafi. Mr. Chevron. We just pulled it away. Is this better? Hello and welcome to Dateline New Haven on WNHHFM, New Haven's home for community radio. I'm Paul Bass, inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make New Haven tick. We have two people here today who made a big headline recently in a way that they are continuing to make New Haven tick. We're going to say good afternoon to Hill Health Center CEO Michael Taylor in his 12th or 13th year. What is it? Beginning? 12th. 12th year. 12th year running New Haven, one of New Haven's premier health institutions, a national model uh, and an early pioneer of community health. And Lindy Lee Gold, an commu- important person in New Haven for generations and a philanthropist. And uh, Lindy and Michael got together for the largest donation in the history of Hill Health Center's 55 years, a million dollar infusion that's supporting a wellness center with a new facility that's being built in the Hill for women in recovery from addiction. Good morning, folks, and thanks so much for coming to the studio. Good morning, and nice to see you. And hey, how you doing, Lindy? Thanks for having us. Your voice comes out really well, because I was going to say get closer, Lindy, but you're just like, you're perfect. She projects. So a million dollars. Now, first of all, this is in construction, this center, the larger center for women in recovery? Yes, it is. We actually began construction in June. Mm-hmm. Uh, we now have a foundation uh, that was 10 years in the making and is greatly enabled by uh, Lindy's support. So very appreciative. And again, as we said, the broader facility is 149 Minor Street. It's going to be a three-story, 31-square-foot building. 31,000 square feet. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> 52 short-term therapeutic living dormitories and beds for women seeking treatment for substance abuse disorders and mental health illness. Yes, actually, this is, uh, many New Haveners will be aware of a program that we operated since the early 90s. Grant Street. Grant, Grant Street Partnership Program. John Mar- I, I met John Martinez there in the early days. Yeah, yeah. so you remember the building. Yes. Uh, it left a great deal to be desired. And so the Recovering Wellness Center is its uh, a replacement facility. And we are expanding capacity in the Recovering Wellness Center that building, the Grand Street Partnership, only accommodated uh, short-term housing for males. In the new facility, the Recovering Wellness Center, we will have a 12-bed uh, semi-private dormitory for females. All right. And is there also for males, too? Or? Yes, 40 How, beds for males. 40 for males. And you know what's interesting about that to me is every day, no matter what we're reading about or talking about, about challenges in our community, you know, we talk about crime, we talk about homelessness, we talk about uh, public health. So much of it comes back around to substance abuse. And we've been so challenged as a society to figure out what to do about substance abuse. It seems like you're on the front lines here trying to really tackle what's at the root, is it fair to say, of other seemingly unrelated challenges in our community. Well, we we feel like we've been on the front lines for 30 or 40 years, Paul. Certainly, Grand Street Partnership was. It was a very effective program. Unfortunately, it was in a very poor facility that was never designed for the kind of program that we operated out of it. Uh, So we now have an opportunity to do better and to bring the expertise and all the decades of our learnings around treating people for behavioral health and substance abuse issues to a modern facility that's designed for that purpose. And that's great. And I Mm -hmm. want to get back a little later in this segment 
to some of what we've learned about drug treatment and residential drug treatment. But first I want to just talk about this gift. So the way Lindy's million dollars, biggest gift you ever got from Lindy's Amore Prop Fund is, is it's going to create within this facility a wellness center for women, correct? So it is, uh, holistically. It, and what does that mean? Tell me what that's going to be. Well, the difference between most programs that I'm aware of, and I'm aware of many, and what they're doing at Hill Health Center is they're treating the entire patient because Michael will tell you that most health-related issues are ignored during the time the person is on the downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Meaning that if you're on a downward spiral with drugs, you're not paying attention to anything dental, from dental, heart problems, dental, diabetes, medical, no, no, you know, all those things fall by the wayside when people are dealing with uh, mental health issues and substance use issues. Uh, and so what we're, what we will afford in the new recovery and wellness center is that just what Lindy spoke to, and that is holistic uh, treatment for these as, folks to restore them to health. As an aside, a more probe, is generally translated to mean self-esteem. Not love? Not love, self-esteem, which I think is the very basis for improved mental health. And I think if you're feeling good, period, you start to feel better about yourself, and it becomes uh, a goal Mm -hmm. to be substance-free rather than going the other way around. And then what physically at this wellness center, will this be a separate part within the facility where people meet with clinicians to help them figure out a plan for dealing with other health issues? Yes. So the building, again, three stories, 31,000 square feet on the first floor, the ground or garden level, if you will, we will have a cafeteria for those in residence as well as uh, treatment rooms, uh, counseling rooms. Uh, The second floor will be uh, focused on both intake of people coming in and as well uh, ongoing counseling. And the third floor is where we will have the male and female dormitories. So there'll be a whole broad array of therapies provided in the building for residents and people actually coming into the building for ambulatory care. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so people will be able to move through the continuum. Oh, so they'll be outpatient as well as inpatient. Yes, yep. And, and, and in addition, we'll, there will also be a medical suite there so that we can attend to people's medical needs uh, while they're in residence. That sounds great. And we're talking to Michael Taylor, CEO of Hill Health Center, New Haven's great historic and ongoing community health center, and Lindy Lee Gold, philanthropist of the Moore Prop Fund, who just gave a million dollars, biggest gift in their 55-year history, to make sure that a, well, a women's wellness center is going to be present at the new three-story uh, therapeutic center being for substance abuse being built on minor street. So how did it come about that? Well, Lindy gave is giving a, gave a million dollars to the health center. So before Lindy says anything, every time someone even mentions that we have a, that we are, in, are a recipient of a million dollar uh, uh, donation, I, I, I get vapors because <laughs> it's such an extraordinary thing. Uh, and we're so gracious. We're so Such gratitude, Lindy. Thank you so much. Well, it's really my privilege, but it's really true that every crisis presents an opportunity. 
And aside from the fact that I had never been inside of the Hill Health Center before COVID and getting my shots, which they made absolutely... They had that system down day one. It was I remember how much trouble everybody had dealing with system. And we just said, go to Hill Health. It was wonderful. (laughs) That's what happened. It just worked right away. We didn't know that everyone realized we had it down pat. You you got a human being right away. You got appointment. It was the online stuff worked. You guys are great. But But what struck me was the dignity and respect. I first thought that I might be special, but as I sat there in the afterglow of the vaccination, as you have to do, I realized I wasn't special. Every single person was treated with that same respect. Now, during that time, there was a an embarrassing light that was cast on healthcare disparities. And while people were talking about the socioeconomic, brown and black disproportionate care and funding available, we had an opportunity to do something about it. And it was even better than that because every person in Hell Health Center, whether they're staff or whether they're the patients and clients of them, are all first responders. So it seemed like the most appropriate positive action I could take. And so did you say in general, I want to help the Hill Health Center? And then Michael said, here's something we're doing that affects, because you've done women's recovery, right? You did a similar funding at Gateway Community College for a similar kind of place. And through all the years, I've become very hyper-focused in philanthropy, wanting to make systemic, sustainable changes Mm -hmm. that won't only change the lives of the immediate beneficiaries, but the paradigm for their future generations as well. Mm -hmm. And Michael offered me a tour of the facility, and I must say it was an eye-opener, and I am so pleased to be part of it. So the uh, now, how, tell me about your philanthropy. The more, what is the more profound? How did you get into philanthropy, Lindy? I know you've been a volunteer of anything good that's happened in New Haven about fifty years, and you're always at every event. We know it's an event when Lindy's there. But how did how did this fund get created? Um, I created the fund. Oh, probably four years ago, and it's been a vehicle for doing things in the past couple of years. Uh, We have funded initiatives primarily focused at women and girls or women and their children. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's something, this is obviously the the biggest thing we've ever done, Uh, but always focused on... uh, on changing lives. So what did you think, Michael? Someone said, Lindy said, did she say, I want to give you a million dollars or how did it develop? I, I, I had to get my smelling salts first. <laughs> but is that what she said? Well, she, yeah. Wow. No, he told me what they were going to do and I said, what's it going to cost? Yeah. 
Oh, and specifically, you told her about the need within the Center for Women Recovery Wellness. I told her that the, the Recovery and Wellness Center would offer the first opportunity we've had to offer the same kind of services that we had for 30 years for males to females as well. Oh. And that was very interesting to, to, to Lindy and oh. consistent with uh, the goals of the Amore Pro Foundation. And so we're talking to Michael Taylor and Lindley Gold Hill Health and More Prop Fund about the million-dollar infusion, largest gift in the history of the health center for a women's um, wellness center within a new long-term residential and ambulatory uh, center being built by Hill Health on Minor Street. So, Mike, we talked about the great work that was done at Grant Street Partnership over the year. You're mm -hmm. building on it. You're growing. What have we learned about substance abuse that we didn't know before, substance abuse treatment that's going to be incorporated into this? That it's ongoing, that, that, that people aren't uh, cured. It's a process mm -hmm. uh, of keeping people engaged uh, and stable in their recovery and their sobriety. Mm -hmm. And they need an ongoing uh, uh, care and counseling to enable that continued sobriety. So when they come to Hill Health to the center, that's crisis, right? Somebody's had it. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Oh, say, Not necessarily. Or maybe I'm ready to so kick it. So one of the interesting things about, and, and the reason that we decided to develop the Recovering Wellness Center <clears> adjacent <throat> to our other facility, which is SCRC, uh, which is on, 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 on Tremont Street or Cedar right next door, is that the combination or co-location of the two buildings will provide uh, one of the most expansive continuums for behavioral health services in the state of Connecticut. Uh, and so people would, uh, who are in crisis, come into SCRC. And oh, I see. They'll come into SCRC. They might go into a detox bed. At the same time, uh, we might introduce them to uh, medication-assisted treatment, either methadone or suboxone. Mm -hmm. uh, we get them stabilized, and then they go into the recovering wellness center for a longer term, uh, 35, usually 45 to 60 days, where we really get them stabilized in their sobriety and start to introduce a whole host of uh, therapies and so forth to really stand them up in life so that when they go back into the community and return to their, their to normal life, they are really stable in that sobriety. You know, I, I, I'm not an expert by any means in the field. I've been close to people going through that whole process Everybody of substance has. abuse. and. You know, trying to learn when are you enabling someone, when you think you could just fix it if you bring them to the right place. It seems one question I've always wrestled with is, can a person be helped before they're ready to get the help? Like, how does a person get to a place? Because I'm just thinking people close to me in my life, how for a long time nothing would help. And then all of a sudden they were ready for help and it took. I, 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 so my understanding and belief of is, is that you can't help people until they want to be helped. Right. Uh, because the, the, the process of care is a cooperative process and it does require someone who really wants to be helped and really wants to have their life sustained and, and return to a productive state. And, uh, and then the flip side of that is tell me if I'm right about this, Lindy, Michael, there's so many people who are ready for the help and in Connecticut, in America, we often don't have enough beds for them, right? I mean, there's one reason this is so crucial, and right? So, is that and so many more now that we've kind of and hopefully come through the pandemic. You know, one of the things that, that, that we've been reminded of over the past couple of years 
is this has been really torturous for a lot of people who have been isolated for two years. And has that trans? I know it's trained to severe mental health uh, spike. Oh, substance abuse as well. As well. Both. And is that tied in also to the um, growth of fentanyl in the drug market? Absolutely. That's a, a factor in all of this. Uh, so the opioid epidemic continued through the pandemic and, and, and was certainly exacerbated by people's isolation and depression and so forth. Uh, and so before the pandemic, you know, uh, national statistics indicated that one in every 10 person had a behavioral health issue that might include both mental health and substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Now it's four out of every 10, Paul. E- or, it's not, it's and or, right? That's correct. It, they usually go hand in hand. I'm not sure that. Wow, that's, that's an st- amazing statistic. You just said it quadrupled. Yes, the incidence of behavioral health, which is a term for mental health. So I think it was always there. I think we the, paid more attention. the need was always there. Now the need has become demand. That's an overwhelming statistic. It is overwhelming. Wow. I, I think, too, that, uh, and this is a positive thing again, where people were stigmatized by talking about it before, it has become another opportunity from the COVID crisis that people realize that there is no shame and that it's a problem that has to be dealt with. It isn't about machismo and it isn't about anything else. It's really an illness that demands treatment and families and acquaintances can talk about it more openly now i kind of love this twice this conversation lindy has talked about something that sounds depressing and says there's actually a positive way to look at it opportunity to help but i'm wondering if more broadly that might be a way before i let you guys go about how to view this new million dollar wellness center it's going to be within the recovery center whether this is actually something to be what we said quadrupling of at least the awareness of how many people need the behavior health help what a great thing this is going to be to go in this place you're building and to see people get help who want to get the help and be able to straighten out lives, live productive lives. And as Lindy said, it becomes generational because of the other people. I'm assuming that's what you meant, Lindy, about other people who are in their lives, next generation, it gets stability, gets passed through. Is that, do you kind of see it as a, a happy, positive it's thing? something either? to celebrate, Paul, that, that, that uh, people have now destigmatize behavioral health and substance use issues and are willing to come into care. And we feel so grateful that we have, will have an environment to offer that care. And, and that is uh, really enabled by, by Lindy and the more probes uh, gift to the organization. I'm going to practice saying probe because there's an R in there. It's almost like French, but it's Italian, right? It is French. Oh, it is French. French. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was that. Okay, that makes it easier. Lindy, any last words uh, before we let you go? I am just so excited to see this come about. And again, to have women have the opportunity for the same treatment that's been afforded to men. I have to say that I'm always grateful that Lindy Lee Gold and Michael Taylor are in New Haven. Because everything you two do on your own is makes us such a, a richer community, we more caring community, more successful community. And now you teamed up. We're going to be the dynamic that duo. That's amazing. <laughs> well, thanks for teaming up and visiting us today in Dateline, New Haven. And thank you, New Michael Haven. Taylor, Hill Health Center, and Lindley Gold, and more prop. 
Thanks fun. for all you do, Paul. We're going to take a break with the Afro-Semitic experience performing I Wish I Knew How It Feel to Be Free. And then we're going to come back talking about second acts of Francis Padilla, who is moving from a, a, another healthcare-related record of success to a new challenge. So sit tight with us at New Haven Independent and WNHH 103.5 FM.